we are here. The time has finally come to talk about laundry. (laughs) The kryptonite to all of us, except my mother-in-law and my grandmother, I think. Maybe you are one of the few chosen women on the planet, and potentially men, that absolutely love doing laundry. But I will tell you, it is my kryptonite. But I have found a system that actually keeps me from having piles, and I mean piles, of not necessarily dirty laundry, but clean laundry. And you know what? Let's be honest. The clean and the dirty laundry. And then you dig through the pile to get to the bottom to find the sock. Can't find the shirt. The kids can't find the shirt. So they're digging in the bottom of the dirty laundry hamper. And then you feel like, dun, dun, you have to spend six hours doing a house full of laundry. You're out of towels. You're out of wash rags. I mean, can I get an amen? You're about to love this system. I'm so excited to talk to you about something that seems to be so unbelievably basic that we should just be able to figure this out, but for whatever reason, and that might just be the reason, because it's so basic, we all end up just putting it off. I've got some fun little things to talk about, some cute little hacks that may even help make this fun in the process, but in a nutshell, today we are going to dive into the five steps to setting up your own laundry system that actually will work so you can keep up with your laundry once and for all. What do you say? Let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. I kid you not, I literally think I inherited this gene from my mom. It may have just been from what I saw all my life, but it has been my life's work and probably hers too, and I'm sure yours, to figure out how to keep up with laundry. There's just so much. It just never ends. We've got really simple five straightforward things to talk about today. Before I get into that, I do want to let you know that I am going to have a really special um, guest here on the podcast really soon that is going to be talking about mom guilt. And I'm not going to tell you who just yet. And it's actually going to be something that we've never done here on the show. And I'm really looking forward to it. But you're going to hear from an incredible business woman. Um, And when I mean incredible, I mean an incredible businesswoman really soon here on the podcast. So make sure that you come back and you keep your earbuds nearby. Keep your phone handy. Look for the updates. Be following along. 
this lady is going to come and talk to us about what it's like running her just massive business. I can't even wrap my brain around how unbelievable it is. And she's a mom and she's going to be talking about what it feels like to do both. And that is, that is what we talk about here. That is what we do. We talk about all things related to managing your home and managing your business, trying to figure out how to manage your time and your tasks in both. And I'm really excited to bring somebody else here on the show to talk about what that struggle is like and also what that triumph is like. So get real excited for that. That's all I'm going to say. Again, really looking forward to it. It'll be dropping here on the podcast really, really soon. So that aside, how about we talk about laundry? The number one thing that we all get charged with, and I will be, I'm always extremely open with you. I genuinely am like an open book here inside my closet with my shoes hanging on the wall. I'm so excited to move. I'm actually going to have like racks for my shoes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. And if I may digress for just a minute, we walked, uh, we walked the house with, um, someone, I don't know what his job is person that's building the house, the person that manages the people that are building the house. Anyway, I forget what they're called. Uh, and there's an outlet in our closet. And he was like, that's random. We don't normally put one of those there. And I was like, oh, that's because I'm a podcaster and I like to podcast in my closet. And Blaine's like, is that why we did that? And I was like, yeah, even though I'm actually going to have an office and it's being constructed for with sound barrier in it so I can podcast in there. But I'm just like, I'm going to miss podcasting in my closet. This has been my baby. I like literally stare at the wall for the last three years, you guys. There's like this spot that I look at on the wall. And from the very first episode, sometimes I close my eyes and like I imagine just sitting with you. Sometimes I see you like just sitting out there in front of me next to my dirty laundry. So I sit in here and I have a hamper in here, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today is the kind of hamper that you need. This episode idea came from, which I dedicated the entire month of February, the month of love and Valentine's Day to the people that I love, which are you, uh, all of you that are in my community. And I asked for your ideas and your like your wish list for what you want to hear on the podcast. And just so you know, I'm always open to taking those ideas. And a bunch of you dropped in your ideas over inside of our Facebook group. And so I took all of them and I sat down and I looked through them and I was like, all right, here we go. And so the entire month of February is dedicated to your podcast episode ideas. And we had one uh, lady ask specifically about how to set up the laundry room to make sure this job gets done, which we are going to talk about. That is part of this process. But in In the name of being very, very open and honest with you, I don't have this on the list, but outsourcing is amazing when it comes to laundry, and I do outsource a portion of my laundry. I've been blessed. I've talked about this on the show before, but I've been blessed with my grandmother, uh, who is 91. Her parents owned a dry cleaning shop or a laundry shop. I don't know if it was dry cleaning, something close to that, whatever that looked like, however many decades ago that was. And she loves doing laundry and she's 
freaking amazing at it. And then my mother-in-law also incredible at doing laundry and absolutely loves it. And so they ask to do our daughter's laundry and have, they've always said, Oh, let me do their laundry. And they don't always do it. We don't always take it over to them and pick it up. But for the most part, for the most part, we do not wash their clothes, but we do have to fold them because I use the Marie Kondo method for folding, hang them up, put them away, all that kind of stuff, which I think is one of the hardest parts is actually just, it's not getting it in the washer. It's getting it out of the dryer, hung up and put away, right? With that being said, my husband also does his own laundry. So for me, the name of the game is really getting mine washed, dried, and then put away and then getting the girls laundry put away and keeping it all organized and tidy. So let's talk about the five steps within that process. One caveat here, I've coached hundreds of women at this point on their own laundry systems over inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy, which you definitely should go check out chelseajoe.co backslash academy. So I've seen, you know, women with eight kids, nine kids, we've talked about it all and I've picked up some really neat ideas from them. But the basis for this system that I use and that I teach goes like this. Number one, So if you're taking notes right now on a piece of paper, you're going to write one, two, three, four, five, give yourself a little bit of room to write in between. So space them out evenly on your paper. Number one is setting up the rotation, the weekly rotation. So what you need to do is you need to sit down and you need to calculate how many people in your family are you doing laundry for. For me, as an example, I only need to wash for myself. And so we're talking about a weekly rotation. So one day a week, I need to do washer dryer, but then I have towels and I have bed linens that I have to throw into the mix, which we're not going to talk about that today, but it does follow the same suit. It follows this exact same pattern for now. We're just going to be talking about your staple laundry for like the clothes that you wear. So this is you setting up a weekly rotation. If you had eight people in your house and you only want to do laundry five days a week, then you need to decide, okay, Monday through Friday, we're doing one load every day. Now that's five. So then we need three more. So actually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do two, Tuesday, Thursdays, we do one, or you could do Monday, Fridays, we do three loads, Wednesdays, we do two. Okay. You've got to figure out your weekly rotation and what this looks like. That's the first part of it. What day of the week and for who will you be doing the laundry on that day of the week? So you would say Mondays are for mom and Tuesdays are for the toddler or whatever, however you want to work that out. You sit down and you look at this rotation. Now, we're going to take that a step further and step number four. But for now, just leave that as that is. You're going to have more questions, but just leave that as that is. Number two, we're going to be looking at the bins. The bins are vital. Your actual laundry hampers do not ever throw them away if you have them and do not ever buy the laundry hampers from the store. When you walk through the store and you see it and it looks cute because it has the word laundry embroidered or painted on it, I repeat, do not use it. Don't buy it. Don't use it. Don't buy it. Don't use it. Here's the deal. You need to get the tiniest laundry bin that you've ever seen in your entire life. It's not even considered a laundry bin. Very, 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 very small. Like one of those little toy totes that like fit in a cube. 
for those cube organizers. If you go into the kid organization section in Target, Walmart, um, like a home goods store or Hobby Lobby, these are the bins that I'm talking about. They don't hold a ton and that's the point. You're doing a weekly rotation of laundry and that is all you need. That is how this process works. It's really, if you do nothing else, but you just switch out your laundry hampers, you will immediately improve the laundry situation. Okay, so those are the bins. You want to get very small bins and every single person in the house that you are doing laundry for will have one in their bedroom. Get the laundry hampers out of the laundry room. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Everyone throwing their clothes into a laundry room is stupid. (laughs) I've never said that on the show before. And I don't, I am a nice person, but it's not a good idea. Also, you don't change in the laundry room. You don't change in the laundry room. Stop putting your hampers in the laundry room. Where do people take their clothes off? Now, listen, I've heard this funny thing, how so many of you literally have people and my kids do it too, right? They take off the clothes and it ends up on the floor right in front of the bin. So it's like, it doesn't matter where I put it, Chelsea, they won't put the clothes in there. You have better chances of it making and making it in there than if it's in a completely different room, the likelihood of them getting out of the shower to pick up their clothes to then put them in the hamper over in the laundry room when they're already going to their bedroom. It's like, it's not happening. So make sure every person has a small laundry bin or hamper, if you will, I like to call it a bin, in their room. Okay, number three, let's talk about the room, the actual room. So when you go into your laundry room, how do we need to have this set up so that doing your laundry is really simple? Here's a couple things that I recommend, and I've never had a laundry room ever before in my life, ever, not one time. I will for the first time have a laundry room and it's pretty small, but I will have an actual dedicated laundry room for the first time. Right now, ours is actually in our garage. Uh, growing up, ours was like part of the pantry. Um, and I'm trying to think of like all of the other houses that I've lived in. They were always in like the hall closet, you know, uh, another house that I lived in, it was like the walkway, going into the garage instead of being in the garage. It was like when you first walked in the garage into the house, the washer and dryer was right there. This has always been my situation. So I've always not had a ton of space. So this is what I've always worked with. Ideally, you can have so many other things than what I'm about to list to have really well-kept clothes. But these are the bare minimums. One is a trash can. Please get a small to medium-ish trash can somewhere. Even if it's like a cute basket that just hangs or sits on the counter or on a shelf, that's fantastic. If you have um, the luxury of having front-loading washing machines, I don't know if it's a luxury. I actually don't really like them, but I like them for the simple fact that you can put a table over the top of them. That is amazing. So having a folding space is such a great idea Maybe it's a table that folds down from the wall if you can have one over top of your washer and dryer. But having a folding space is so great because you can also iron on top of it or an ironing board. But that is not 
recommended. Well, actually it is recommended, but it's not necessary. So trash can and some kind of folding space would be ideal. And then let's talk about just the sheer organization and the simple things that you can have in your laundry room. For me, and this is like a huge, huge, not part of this episode, but you know, you guys know that I always go on the soapbox. Please look up how unbelievably toxic dryer sheets are and fabric softener. Just look first and foremost at fabric softener and dryer sheets. Just if you could just stop using those, you would reduce so many chemicals that are going into your kid's bloodstream through their skin and your own, let alone what's going into our streams and into our air. And it's really quite terrible. So just go do a quick Google on it if you don't believe me. As Frankie Joe would say, go search it up and see what you can find there. So then you can move into your detergent. That's also super toxic too. All of those smelly, goody things, like ditch them. I just have a really, really good clean um, fabric. I mean, a really, really clean detergent. And then my fabric softener is just good old fashioned vinegar. So two bottles that are really big that you can refill. They have pumps on them. I just got the cutest glass ones from Target. Have those on a shelf that's right there. I love being able to just take my bottle and pump it straight into my washer and not having to pour the thing and dump the thing. And then it's messy. Like, I don't like that. I want to get straight to grab the bottle, pump it a few times, and then put it back up on the shelf. So I have everything right in front of me, easy to grab, pop it in. We have our dryer balls instead of our dryer sheets. And then I have a little bottle of essential oils that I actually just dab on mine, but I've also made a spray for it as well. And then I always have a basket. I have a basket, and this is the other thing that you want to have inside of your laundry room. If you have a space to fold, definitely have that. If you have a space to put a air dryer where you can hang your clothes, definitely have that. And that trash can is absolutely ideal. And then whatever you need. So like, I love to have like an OxyClean, but it's not OxyClean, OxyClean, right? We don't use bleach um, to have my stain stick available. Also, I love to have my lint roller in there all of the little things that you could potentially need to do your laundry, I like to have it right there within arm's reach. So just, I have a little bin that sits right up above me and you can have a couple of them, get everything cleaned up, easy to read, easy to see, easy to grab. And then that one empty hamper, we always keep right next to it. So as soon as we pull clothes out of the dryer, it goes into the hamper best option is you take it straight to your folding space. So ours right now is just whatever bedroom we're going to be folding in. We go straight to that bedroom and we fold on the bed because we don't have a folding table in our laundry room right now. So that is the functionality of setting up that room. I truly believe that having a space where everything that you need within arm's reach is the best way to do it. I feel the same way about a kitchen. I'm not a huge fan of having massive spaces because it just takes so much more time to walk around. But if you do have the space, you have the opportunity to kind of navigate and move your hanging and your drying and your ironing all kind of close by you. And that's what you would want to do and utilize that space as effectively and efficiently as you can. Okay, let's look at number four. 
four, this is the time of day. So I told you we would talk about this as well. So now write down a number four, the time of day. This is good. This is so good. This is, this is my sweet spot. This is where I am going to literally just give you the system that you really need to know. <laughs> where does it fit into your time blocks? Which routine stack are you putting laundry in? So remember whenever I said you need to have a weekly rotation, it's like you've literally got to schedule this and it's not like schedule it, put it in your calendar. Maybe you need to do that for a short hot minute of your life if you really feel like it. The point is, is that we should be building routines instead inside of our time blocks. These routine stacks should be in our time blocks. Okay. Where is that cue for you to put the laundry in? Where's the cue for you to turn the laundry over? Where's the cue for you to fold the laundry and put it away? Who else is going to be involved in the putting away? which is number five. So before we get into the putting away parks, there's a few pieces of that. Let me just quickly mention that the time of day doesn't have to be all at once. You can get really strategic with where you're putting this and where it makes sense for you. That is the name of the game. And that's what's fun for me is figuring out where does this best fit. That's where I want you to use your strategy and your knowledge of your family and the ways of your household to figure out where do you want to put this in and get the job done. Number five, putting them away consists of two things, outsourcing it to the person that is actually wearing the clothing and two, setting up an environment for them to succeed. Now, not everyone in your family can put away their clothes, but I can guarantee you for most of you that are listening, there are a lot of people that you are putting away laundry for that are perfectly capable of putting away their own laundry. And not to say that that isn't something uh, that you could offer out of love and as an act of service, but if you are bogged down, if you are strapped for time, this is a task. If you're overwhelmed, this is a task that my five-year-old can do and she could do at three, truly, and she helped when she was two. Now, does she at five years old put away her own laundry? Absolutely not. Does she help? Yes. Can she do it on her own? She can. So look at getting them involved and asking them to start putting things away. Right now, Frankie gets to pick, do you want to do the clothes that get hung up or do you want to do the clothes that need to be folded and put in drawers? And she can pick between the two of them. Now, when I said setting up an environment where they can where they can succeed, I mean, organize the place, ma. Like get in there and and clean the stuff out, go through it, get rid of the massive amounts of laundry that they have. You're never going to get them put away if you have too many clothes. You're not even going to get them washed, right? So get in there and get it organized. Label those drawers. My kids, their drawers are literally labeled undergarments, shirts, pants, socks. Like it's literally labeled on their dresser drawers. And for your little kiddos, put pictures on there. Like it is such a game changer when you can communicate a system to them and how empowered it makes them feel. And then in turn, you feel like you're freaking killing it in the world because you're now not doing something that someone else is perfectly capable of. I promise you it is like breathing life into your soul 
the second you see one of your kids doing a job that like you have been trying to find time to do and then when they're proud of it and there's just no greater feeling right it's just really really fun to start taking this systemizing it making it fun outsourcing it to other people challenging yourself with can I systemize this? Can I get this down into a specific routine stack where it's just like a mute point? We don't even think about it anymore. That's my challenge to you. Why don't you go map some things out on paper, get really excited about when and where you're going to do your laundry and who's going to do it, who's going to help you with it and how you can organize each room, what their dresser drawers are going to look like, what their closets are going to look like, get all of their long sleeves together and all their short sleeves together. Like make this easy for yourself and also how you can get into your laundry room and make that a little bit more simple and clean and easy to use as well. All right. Happy laundry washing, my friends. I am super excited to meet you back here again real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.